Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. You'll find out that because we have become the children of God, the sons of God, we have the right and the privilege to expect every one of the promises of God that He has made to His children to be effective in our lives today. And one of those was healing. You are listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the series Healing in the Word by Ken Hagen. Right now, here's Ken Hagen's message. God gave his healing covenant in Exodus chapter 15. Turn back there with me if you would please. Exodus chapter 15. You start reading, you read the whole thing in verse 22. I'm only going to read verse 26. And he said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord God, and will do what is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases, or as the literal translation, I will allow none of these diseases upon thee. Why won't he allow them upon? Because they are keeping his commandments and walking in his sight, walking in line with God, which are upon the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that healeth thee. That's what he told the children of Israel many, many years ago when he brought them out of Egypt's bondage. You see, Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord that healeth thee. That was one of the seven compound names of Jehovah God. Jehovah Rapha, it says that I am the Lord that healeth thee. You see, healing was given and established with the children of Israel. Were they not God's children? Did not he establish a healing covenant with them? Did not he tell them if they would live and walk in line with God's word and keep his statutes and his ordinances, what did he say he would do? If you'll go on reading there in Exodus and get on over a few more verses, a few more chapters, you'll find that he said that he would not only heal them, but he would take sickness away from the midst of them and keep them. Did he not say that? Now I asked you a question. Are you children of God? Why would part of God's children have a promise that the rest of them don't? How many parents are in here this afternoon? How many of you play favorites? And you say, okay, this child, now this, this part of the family, they receive this, but now this part of the family over here, they, they, they don't get to receive this. This part of the family over here can eat strawberry shortcake for supper night, but this part can't. Now you might do that in a disciplinary measure, but you try your best. In our human way, we do it sometimes, but we try our best not to show favoritism, don't we? We do the best job we can to try to make everything for everybody. Now I want you to notice in Galatians 3 it tells us that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law, Christ being made a curse for us, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles. What was the blessing of Abraham? That was the blessing that the children of Israel were walking under. They were the children of God. They were the children of Abraham. Is it not, have you not studied back and find out that the children of Israel were the children of Abraham. That was the seed. That was the father of many. He that said that he had made him the father of many nations. How many of you found out that that's the nation that he became the father of, huh? 
You remember when Abraham when was told to Abraham and Sarah and his name was changed from Abram to Abraham, the father of many nations, and God said, I will make thee the father of many nations. And he didn't have anybody. Well, you go back and you'll find out that Isaac descended from Abraham and from Isaac came the children of Israel. Is that not so? Now that's one nation, isn't it? Abraham also had another son. His name was Ishmael. And from his seed have come the Arab nations. There was always trouble between Ishmael and Isaac. And there's still trouble between Ishmael and Isaac. Thousands of years later. But has not Abraham became the father? Did he not become the father of many nations? Is that right? Now read in Galatians. Paul says that by faith we Gentiles have become the seed of Abraham. You will find that in Romans chapter 8 he says that we become joint heirs with Jesus Christ. You will find out that because we have become the children of God and the sons of God, we have the right and the privilege to expect every one of the promises of God that he has made to his children to be effective in our lives today. And one of those was healing. Look in Psalms. Psalms 103, verses 1 through 5. You've quoted it many, many times, but let's look at healing there. We have noticed healing in Exodus when it was given. Now we look into the Psalms. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And it goes on to talk about the different things. And then it says, Who forgiveth all of thine iniquities, who healeth all thine diseases. Healeth all thy diseases. Not part of them. Not some of them. Some people be sick and some won't. He said heals all the diseases. You see, we've come to a great age in this country and in churchdom where we have those that reject the blood of Jesus Christ as forgiveness of sin. They operate in psychosomatics and so forth and so on and they believe that the world is just going to get better and better and better and better and better and so forth and so on. And I think maybe if you'll study the, their theories, you will find out that they are not working because the world is not getting better. It's getting worse. Then we have another one that accepts the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It accepts the inspired word of God for forgiveness only, but not for healing. And then we have a group that accepts the inspired word of God. This is the word of God. We have a, that same group believes that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ forgave from sins, but also that same blood entwined in that redemptive act was not only salvation, but healing, prosperity, and all of the great things that God has promised in the word of God. And you and I are a part of that third group 
I want you to realize that healing then is a part of the Gospels. A great distinguishing fact of the ministry of Christ was what? Somebody said it. What was it? Was it the fact that he was going around saying, I'm the Son of God, I'm the Son of God? Was that the greatest distinguishing fact of his ministry? The greatest distinguishing fact of Christ's ministry was Acts 10, 38 said how God anointed Jesus the Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. If you'll ever notice, healing, 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 healing was a distinguishing fact. Christ even declared it to the Pharisees that the manifestation of the power of God proved to them the fact that the kingdom of God had come unto them. The signs and wonders. You go to the foreign field today to minister. As I ministered in Africa in the foreign field. And you don't give an invitation for salvation first. You preach Jesus to them. And you minister healing. And then you say, this is the power of God. This is the power of the Jesus that I'm talking about. The deaf have heard. The blind have seen. The lame have walked. How many of you want to know this Jesus is a power, as opposed to the power that you've known? And there's where you get the people coming. You ever noticed in the Word of God, in the Gospels, you will find out that whenever they went down and preached, it was always the signs and wonders. And then there were many added to the church. You see, it's the power of God through healing that has enlightened many, 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 many people to the saving power of God. Matthew 12, 28, he said this, but if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you. John the Baptist was put in prison after preaching that there was one coming and so forth and so on. He was in prison. If you want to find out where this is, is turn to Matthew 11, 4 and 5. And he sent some of his disciples down, some of John's disciples down to where Jesus was preaching and teaching and he asked him the question. He said, are you the Christ? Or shall we look for another one? You can find this in all of the different gospels. And Jesus said to him, to those disciples of John, he said, you go back and tell John this. Jesus answered and said to them, go show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleaned, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached unto them. I want you to notice that Jesus did not tell him, yes, go tell John I am the son of God. He don't have to look for another. He said, go tell him what you see. Power by demonstration. You see, all through his ministry, this was the way it was. In the ministry of the disciples, Matthew 10 and 1, he commissioned the 12, he said unto them, then he called, he called him, unto him his 12, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast, to cast them out, to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. 
in Mark 6, 12 and 13, and they went out and preached that men should repent, and they cast out many devils, and they anointed with all, and many that were sick were healed. The 70 that he sent out in Luke 10 and 9, it say, he said unto them, go preach the gospel and so forth and so on unto every city that you go into. Then he said, heal the sick that are therein and say unto them, the kingdom of God has come nigh unto thee. In Matthew 16, 15 through 18, the Great Commission, I want you to notice that the healing is involved with the salvation. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Backed by popular demand, it's Lynette's Bargain Bag, and it features resources all about healing. The Healers in Your House Slimline Book, Seven Hindrances to Healing Mini Book, Executing the Basics of Healing Book, all three by Ken Hagen, plus Keys to Scriptural Healing Slimline Book, the book God's Word on Divine Healing, and Healing Faith on CD by Kenneth E. Hagen. All for the incredible bargain price of $19.95. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. I mean, we're everywhere. You can find it. We got the Word of Faith magazine. We got podcasts uh, for Rhema Praise and, and radio podcast. Just go to rhema.org and yeah. all of it is there. That's Want to watch Rama events anytime, anywhere? Then download the Rama app on your iPhone or iPad device. Also, check us out on ROKU in the Channel Store. You can find all the details online at rama.org today. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.